party get your head in gear life is a half party i have no fear life is a half party let your mind escape life is a half party let your crown take shape let your crown take shape circumstances left me open to doing something new and I always had a sort of fantasy of going to art school. I left school at 15 with no qualifications and have just worked all of my life and uh, always in creative industries so I've always considered myself an artist but then I, yeah, situations arose and I was in a position, I was just coming up to 40 and friend said to me, what are you going to do, what are you going to do yourself? I said, oh, I don't know what to do. Uh, so you decided to go? I decided to go to, yeah, so I decided to go to art school and yeah. Done so I want to ask you, what, if I say the word art, what are the first things that come to mind? Uh, intuition, um, therapy, love, passion, process. There's quite a few I could probably But those are the, those, they, those I are appreciate the that, those. They're the things that, that drive me. Right, so yeah, this exhibition is called um, One Month's Rent and Raids, and it's a reflection of your inner conversation visualized through objects, the space, and the people that you have relationships with. So I thought that was quite interesting. You say you're rethinking your role within the cave space, by this installation? Uh, yeah, I suppose, you know, for me, when I taking over Cave and starting Cave was all about art, it was always about art, but we had no money to, to turn it into what it's become today, so it's become quite organic, it's organically become this space. And my reasons initially for, for taking over the space were to establish myself as an artist, and what has ultimately happened over the five years I've been running the space, I've focused an awful lot on the space and facilitating other artists, and maybe not so much focusing on my own art practice. So, yeah, these sculptures sort of represent how the five years of being a cave, uh, yeah, it's, it's feeding into my art practice. And the realisation, I suppose, that it's feeding into my art practice all day, relevant as to whether I'm baking, 
curating, facilitating, you know. So that the, um, like for this, for example, this object here. The old boiler. <laughs> this is the this is the most recent of the three sculptures. This is the one that I you know all the objects within this room have been have spent the last five years in the other space in the shop space of Kane mm -hmm. and um, you know and this old boiler spent a lot of time. It has a whole history and a story behind it, and spent a lot of time in the yard. And all three of these sculptures have come about at times of quite big change within Cave. And this one, the most recent, the old boiler, emerged from the yard when Amir took over the wagon because he needed space for seating. So all of a sudden I have all these objects that I've been collecting that I have to now deal with. Do I get rid of them? Do I, you know, the usual hoarding mentality of keeping things and objects. So the old boiler itself became, they're all self-portraits, all three of them are self-portraits, they're all me. They reach from floor to ceiling and they are balanced. They're not attached to anything, they're just using balance and the force of the floor and the ceiling to hold them in place, uh, which talks about myself holding this place up and, and what we do to, to keep this space going. Um, the, the joke about the old boiler is I feel I'm turning into a bit of one in my, in my late years. It's been, you know, especially within my family, you know, it's, I don't, you know, they see sometimes the side of me that's a bit more frustrated and angry and a bit old boilerish, like I'm going to blow my top, <laughs> some say. So it's sort of come about from there, but it also speaks about myself as an encourager of tea and you know I've been described as a teacher but I don't really like being thought as a teacher if I'm a teacher then people expect to learn things and I can't guarantee that but an encourager is yeah an encourager is this sort of talks about that this sculpture talks about it with the bird in the hand and things like that so yeah about my encouragement of others to make art and you know I like collaborating I like to work with people more so than individually. I don't, you know, having this solo show is a little bit weird for me. <laughs> I quite like doing group things and more collaboration. I suppose I'm a bit more protective there. But yeah. <laughs> so tell me a bit about this sculpture. Uh, you know, thank you for letting me in on how it's connecting from the ceiling to the floor and all the other the other two pieces. So what um, story does this one have? This one, this one came about, like I say, they've all been imagined next door and then reimagined within the gallery space. You know, when you put stuff inside the space that is considered a junk shop for many and, you know, and the feeling, and then you put something in a white cube, the conversation becomes something completely different mm. within art. Uh, so this one sort of came about after a change, a, bit, a quite a big change in cave in the wagon and I was also dealing with some problems that some friends had and, and what I do, a lot of the art that I make usually gets made because I don't have a lot of time to commit to my art practice now. Mm -hmm. It usually ends up getting made in a state of spontaneity and usually in a state of 
therapy for me. It's therapy for me. I'll lock myself away in a cave and move objects around the space, and it helps me think about what's happening, and it helps me decide what paths to take. So when I make art, it, I'm not always bothered by the end product. It's about the process and how I can think my way through my problems while I'm creating. And that's where this one came about from some stuff that was happening within caves and decisions I had to make for cave, but also some personal decisions. And she came about and within the other space. And when you put art in the other space, there has to, for people to accept it as anything, I've found that it needs quite a clear aesthetic. So there has to be an element of prettiness about it for people to be attracted to. The sort of conversations that this raises within a gallery space and the sort of conversations it would raise within a shop space are so different. Uh, so she was dressed, the, she was dressed in the other space. And when I moved her to reinstall her in here, she all of a sudden looked very dirty. Because in next door's space, you wouldn't notice dirt so much. I didn't notice her. But it was quite funny how all of a sudden I looked at her and thought, oh, she looks a bit dirty. So I took off her knickers and her tights and thought, I'll put clean knickers and tights on her. But they sort of fell to the floor and it made me start thinking about, you know, myself as, and like I say, work reinvents itself as I'm making. I don't know what I'm making. It's not all well planned. I just go with it when it happens. And it made me sort of think how hard it is as a, as a woman and as a feminist to keep your feminist knickers on. Do you get what I mean? Sometimes you really have to, and it made, it made me laugh. So I kept, so that's what this piece is. And this piece is gonna stay in our next show, which is our cave women show. Mm -hmm. So this piece, the other two pieces will be leaving and going back into the shop space. But she's gonna stay for a bit longer and, and have her, yeah, have, her, have her statement, yeah. So um, last but definitely not least, you know, this is my favorite piece here. Um, so tell us a bit about this piece. This beautiful uh, piece has many, they all, yeah, like I say, all three of them are self-portraits. Um, this one has quite a few meanings. It's, yeah, it's, it was made, the bodies, the, the mannequins that you see, which are uh, noticeable within all three of the works, are 1970s mannequins, and they, to me, depict a more realistic shape of woman. Mm -hmm. So I always loved them. And my beautiful business partner, Jane, who I wouldn't have cave without Jane, she gave them to me when we first took over cave. She gave me these, these wonderful man and I just thought, oh my god, I love them. So I started messing about with the bodices. And they've, like I say, they've all hung around in the other space over the last five years. Um, the, but the, the full sculpture came about after the flood, when we had the major, like I say, nearly all my work is usually made in a time of change and a time of sort of stress <laughs> and things happening that I, how do I deal with this? Make art, just make art, and all of a sudden everything just feels a little bit better. It's my therapy. Um, so she came about after the flood. We had a major flood. Long, long story. Check it out on Facebook. Um, and and she sort of came about from the flood, 
And she was sort of put in a cabinet and she was sort of talking about, you know, the, the squeeze boxes that I talk too much, you know. So it was quite, it's quite an obvious, to me, this is quite an obvious self-portrait of me. I am the perpetual student because I believe we're learning continually. It never stops. It never, never stops. Uh, the squeeze box relates to my verbalising myself and... Her, you know, her penis sort of arrived when it moved into the gallery. And I, you know, there's times where I really wish I had one. You know, when you want to go to the toilet, in the field. Penis with the yeah, this is my penis. So, yeah, and I think, you know, sometimes I love being a woman. Um, that, you know, it's, it's great. But, you know, occasionally it would be quite nice to just be able to pee outdoors. You know, I'm getting too old now for squatting. So, so, yeah, so she came back out of something really, really shitty that happened. Really shitty. But she's very beautiful. I think she has... A everyone loves this piece because there's a real soft aesthetic about her. There's plenty to look at. You can sort of make your own reading quite easily with this one. And the boiler one, I think. Do you get what I mean? There, there's something quite nice about them to look at. And I get that. I have. I understand aesthetics and things. Yeah. I want to, last but not least, um, I noticed that you have flower in your hair and that all pieces um, have flowers in them. Did you want to share that? Yeah, the, the flowers came about, I think, gosh, I think first year. First year of, of university, because I'd done a foundation when I was 40, I'd done a foundation, and I thought that would be my art school fantasy over, but it wasn't, so I went on to do a degree, um, which I had the best time, the best time at, I, you know, and the flowers sort of came about when I was doing, if I was going to events, I'd start wearing wigs and flowers and things like that, you know, I was just very much having the time of my life experimenting with performance, experimenting with different things and video and stuff. And the flowers sort of came about through that being brave, I suppose, and just sort of, you know, always, you know, brightening myself up. And also, I've got, I'm convinced that it makes me look younger, um, because if you take it out, your face changes and there's something about flowers. So, yeah, so I've just sort of got into this... This, this habit now of where, so the flowers that are throughout all the sculptures mm -hmm. just relates to that. You put flowers on things and everyone thinks they're pretty. <laughs> so I think it's as simple as that, you know, there's and not you many think people. they're pretty as well. I think oh, they are yeah. so pretty. It's blooming pretty. I think, I don't know many people that don't like, they, you know, we don't love all flowers, that's something golden, mm -hmm. I don't know, carnations. I used to make flowers as well. My oh. business went up from 20 to 30. I worked for, um, we had our own business called Big Bright Blooms, and me and my friend Maria used to make giant flowers for window dressing and visual merchandising and things like that. So this is before I went to art school. Okay. So flowers have always had a massive mm. impact in my life. Do you get it? So, and yeah, who do you know, we used to make big five foot sunflowers and walk down the street and everyone, everyone would just respond. You can't not respond to... A flower, really. I don't know, you know. And they're, they're so, you know, people use them for all different reasons, from births to deaths, for love, for, for you know, they're, they're quite a symbolic sort of, sort of emblem for me, 
Do you get what I mean? There's something... And they are quite feminine. So we have International Women's Day coming up, and there's a lot happening at the cave for that weekend. Do you want to give us a little... um, A little preview? Because, you know, there's a couple of ones. I don't want to get them wrong. A couple of events happening at cave for the International Women's Day weekend. What are they? We've got an exhibition called Cave Women, and it's a group show. And while I was at university, the wonderful Shauna Wilson, who's a good friend of mine, an amazing artist, her and Caroline and a group of us sort of, they, they were leading on it and we started a, a little thing called Fans of Feminism and we used to make things to sell for our degree shows and things like that. And we'd have exhibitions and we had a really good exhibition at the Cass School of Art and Architecture, which was our, where we were studying. And this uh, one thing that, that, that Cave has given me, it's given me this, this sort of indulgence of I can invite my friends, artists, to come and exhibit here. So last year I had Gabrielle and Louis, and this year my invited artist was Shauna. And I said to Shauna, you know, you can do whatever you want. We can, you know, maybe, I didn't know whether she wanted a solo show or whatever, and we sort of, but it just seemed, it made sense that we was going to do a Fans of Feminism show again mm-hmm. to bring back. So Cave Women has come about through that. We have, I think there's So it's Thursday? It's opening Thursday, this Thursday. March. From March the 7th, and the event, the evening event will be 6 till 8 o'clock with the drinks. There'll be free love performances. We've got free artists doing performance. We have some discussion and drinks and just loveliness. And then on the, we're open the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The Thursday is the opening. Excuse me. Saturday is... We have... Shauna is running her absolutely fantastic feminist collage workshop. It's well worth it. She's so knowledgeable and the conversation is so amazing. So that's a two-hour workshop that's happening. There is a link on Eventbrite, Facebook, blah, 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 all the rest of it. And then on Sunday, we're having a drop-in from 12 till 3, or 5 on Sunday, we're having a drop-in Create Your Own Fabric Vulva workshop, which is a fantastic thing, you know, especially that, you know, vaginas are really huge at the moment. <laughs> they're, 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 you know, there was 100 vaginas on the telly, which was an amazing artwork. It mm. just I watched it with my 18-year-old daughter and just thought... I told her, you know, I said, I said, you're so privileged that this stuff is on mainstream telly, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's and so you, true. And, you know, you put, you know, to, to learn this stuff. Yeah. And uh, so, yes. Would be doing... unheard of in our of times. Course, Absolutely. Of course. So the vulva making workshop has sort of come about from that. Sean has done it before, and that would be lots of fun to drop in. And it's £5, of it. it's a £7 donation, and £5 of it goes to a local charity that buys sanitary Fantastic. Thank you so much, Karen Turner. And um, yeah, if you want to know more about Cave, go to cave.pimlico on Facebook. Yeah, you got yeah, There's cave, cave.pimlico.co.uk. Cave Pimlico, actually, there's no dot. Cave Pimlico, you can either at Cave Pimlico or cavepimlico.co.uk. Our website is all up to date, has all the information on it. Yes, and I will put it in the uh, description of the podcast. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you.